Just before we begin, just uh, as you know, my father is unwell, neither for Shlema. We had a name, Yisrael, so he's now Rabbi Yisrael, Dovin Nachman Ben Yechevet Shifra. So um, we will learn, and in Shchus, Shabbat for Shlema Bekarov. Just say a quick, but he's a very, he's an, he is an original thinker, so we can we come across an expression throughout the Gemara, and we had it in Mor Shabbos and other places that uh, the tzaddik, like Rabbi Shimon Yochai, had Mor Shabbos, gave a look at this person. The nasan by Eino, they gave a real look, and then and the Nasik summons the person died. He became a heap of bones. That was his life went out of him, which is very harsh. So my father said that perhaps the pshat in the Gemara throughout Shas is as follows. Nasan, boy, what happened was in the case of Shimon Chai, for example, this person uh, was, you know, very involved in materialism. Shimon Chai couldn't understand how somebody can be so involved in materialism. So my father said the pshat maybe the Gemara is very different and, and follows. Nasan, boy, Einov, Rab Shimon Chai went over to this person and he said to the person, I want you to look at the world from a different perspective. I'm going to give you my eyes so you can see the world through my eyes, through my prism, and then you will realize that everything you're pursuing is, is empty and, uh, and insignificant. So Nasan Bayenov, he put his eyes, he gave, gave his eyes to this person, and then suddenly he looked around, everything that he was pursuing was just empty, no life. No flesh, it was just a heap of bones. And then the person came to the realization that his priorities have to be recalibrated and changed to be more involved in Ruchnius, in Avedis Hashem, and Terramitsis. Anyway, we are up to the Mishnah here of Ayin Dalad Omadalf. So, the next page, a few pages, we're continuing what we said before about a person who makes a conditional get. <clears throat> Mishnah. I am giving you this divorce on the condition so there's a, 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 a tag to it on the condition that you will give me that he tells his wife I want you to give me $200 the din is so it's a valid divorce but it has a rider to it and now there's an obligation that she has to give, fulfill the tonight, the condition to make the get valid, and she has to give him the $200. What happens if he says, Almanas, on the condition, he gives her a timetable. This has to be done within 30 days. Then, if we're in that ayin dalad amal alif and oh somebody give him the art book. Seventy four I won the bottom. Okay. Oh. Seventy four I won the bottom. Okay, middle of the Mishnah. What happens im nasna lay betayish lechem? He gave it to him within the thirty days. Megudeshes abided to the condition, but in lav, if they did not. Uh, give the money within 30 days, which is obvious. He didn't fulfill the tonight. Omar says, there was an incident between was an incident in the city of Sidon. A person, he said to his wife, 
Harei gitich. The following is you get almanas on the condition shetitnenali itzdalasi. I want you to give me my my coat, or my cloak. Give me back my item. The problem was of the tzalasi. She lost it. So the question is. Is now the, the condition cannot be met, and therefore it's not a valid get, or can she give something in place in lieu? And the Chachamim said, you know what? She cannot find the cloak, she should replace it and give him the value of the cloak. Because we had in the beginning Kimar Kedushin that Shove and Babakam will have Shove Kesev, Kikesev. The equivalent money is like money. And we'll discuss this in the Gemara. What Rabbi Shimon a little adding to the Mishnah, who is he arguing with? Say the Gemara. The Mishnah says, if you give a rider to a get, make it conditional that you have to give me a certain amount of money. The Mishnah says it's valid and she has to give the money. So there's two ways of understanding the Mishnah. Is the pshat that the get is valid right now, but, and you have now an obligation to fulfill the tonight. And if you don't fulfill the tonight, then the get retrospectively is not valid. Or do we say, no, the get is not valid until you fulfill the condition, until you meet that condition. So it's an argument between Rav Huna and Rav Yehuda. My what do you mean? And you should give. Rav Huna says that what it's a valid get straight away. It's been activated, but she now has an obligation to fulfill that condition. However, Rabbi Huda says when she gives the get, that is when the get becomes valid. My benayu at the end of the day, what is the difference? Because either way, if she does not meet the condition, the get is is ripped apart, and 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 it does not become really valid until she meets the condition. So what's the difference? The difference is, what happens? She lost the get or got ripped up. It's been activated straight away, but it's dependent on the tonight being met. So if you lost the, the get after she received it, it doesn't matter. Because as soon as she gives the money, what happened yesterday when she received the get, that's when she is divorced. But according to Rabbi Yehuda, she's not divorced until the very end. If she no longer has a get in her hand, how could she be divorced? Traces learned that Rabbi Yehuda actually is not learning the way we just said. The big machlek is a shining. Some of the learned the way we just said, according to Rabbi Yehuda, there's no get whatsoever until the condition is met. According to other Rishayim, Rabbi Yehuda is not certain. Do we say the get is like Rabbi Yehuda straight away, or do we say it's later? So we are machmer, therefore. Okay, setting one further. Because the get has already been activated when she received in the first place. You just have to fulfill the condition. Only when she gives the money. So therefore, since the get is no longer around, you need a second get. Says the Gemara, we learned exactly the same arguing when it comes to Kedush. So in the case of get, he says to the wife, you want to get, give me money. In the case of illusion, it's all the way around. He says to her, if you, if you accept my proposal of getting married, I will give you money. And the same thing. Same question. We learned how a man says to a woman, you are engaged to me. I will give you $200. She is engaged, engaged but the yitain. You have to obviously meet that condition. We eat more, we learn, what does it mean? Ravuna says that he should give. And um, in other words, um, he should give the money. The condition is, takes place straight away, but he has an obligation to give her. And Abhuna says, when he finally gives the money to her, that is when she is Mekudish. 
says the Gemara, my benayo again, what is the difference? Because we don't meet the condition in either case, there's no condition. And if you do meet the condition, there is condition. So what exactly is the crux of their argument? My benayo, what's the difference? The difference is, what happens if she stretches out her hand and in, in the interim period and she receives Kedushin from another person? According to Rabbi it says that the Kedushin takes place straight away, but the husband has an obligation, then she cannot marry two people. So obviously nothing happened. Therefore, what all he has to do is meet the condition, and the sec and the fact that she received kedusha from the second person is meaningless because she's already tied to the first person. Oh, but Yehuda says there's no condition taking place until she receives the money. It only takes place when she receives the money. And now there is no kedushin. Now there is no kedushin. Now, this is sort of a proof to what I just told you before, the trace of Yudah is only doubtful. But the Gemara says, if she received Kedushin from another person, how do we view that? Why does the Gemara go a step further? Can she go ahead and receive Kedushin from somebody else? If she's, according to Yudah, if she's not married yet to the guy, why can't she change her mind and, and go ahead and marry somebody else? The Gemara seems to be saying only if it happened, because this proves those who are him hold that um, Yudah himself is a doubt. It's only because it already happened, okay, but he's in doubt what, what, this, what this situation is. Is it like Rabuna or not? So therefore, the Chathila, she should not accept Kedushin from anyone else. Now, the obvious question is, the principle is the same. Why do they have to argue by Kedushin and by Gitin? Says the Gemara, the Gemara will go through both opinions of Yehuda and Rabuna and explain why they have to argue in both. Tzricha, we need to argue both. The E asked me to but he only knew by Kedushin, I would say as follows. Only by Kedushin, Avuna says that the Kedushin takes place straight away because he loves her and he wants to go ahead with the marriage. He wants to. He's not trying to put any delays. And, and, and therefore, he wants the marriage to be activated straight away and he wants to entice her so he'll give her some money. So therefore, Avuna says the marriage, the Kedushin is effective more or less straight away. But in the case of Gitin, where he he doesn't really want a divorce, it's just things aren't working out. So maybe he is trying to delay. Maybe Rabbi Huna will agree that Rabbi Huna is trying to delay in order that maybe somehow or another he can appease her and make her feel more at home or bring some, make some shalom bias there. He's, Huna, he's, 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 saying, he's the one giving the gift. So why, why would we want to appease her? I mean, could you say no? Give her a gift because she hates him and, and they're not getting oh, She on. hates him. Okay. He's the one who has to give the get, but she, uh, yeah. But so he says, Shricha, we need it. The e Ashmin, and in fact, if you're, I don't know if I, I don't know if I told you this year, the Rambam holds. Not everyone agrees with him, but the Rambam Paskin, which is fascinating, even though we always say that it's always up to the man. The woman had, you know, before but the Rambam holds. If a woman says Mous Alai, I find him repugnant, repulsive. I can't even look at him; it's despicable. She uh, can go to Bezin, and the Bezin will force him to give a get. So, um, you know, even this before a negation, that a woman does have uh, options of how to get out. Other Rishayim don't agree with him. So, um, so according to the Rambam, it's definitely the case of Moss. He has to try to appease her that she shouldn't find him so Moss. He promises to improve or whatever it is. What are you okay. referring to, Rabbeinu Geshem? Uh, Rabbi Yehoshua is the one who said you know, that you cannot uh, divorce your, the wife on your own, the husband. He needs her consent. Right? Ah, okay. So, um, Utsricha says, Minit. Does his father follow the Rambam? Does his father follow the Rambam? Who? Does his father follow the Rambam? It's not brought that in Shukhanarach. We don't pass him like the Rambam. 
Mm -hmm. Why, you think they do? I don't know, no. No, it's not broken enough. Utsricha, we need it. Kadiyash meaning Gabi Kedushin. If we need it, my Kedushin, Bahokamba Rabahuna over here, Rabahuna says it. Vuhu Yitain, that what? That he has an obligation to pay, but the Kedushin takes place straight away. He wants to get, go ahead and proceed with this marriage. Avagabagation, when it comes to Gitin, the Lechaika Kasi, that what? He doesn't really want to divorce her, maybe he can try to appease, he's trying to delay it. Maybe aim a moid Rabbi Yehuda. Maybe Rahuna agrees with Rabbi Yehuda that the get does not take place straight away. Only till you know, only when he when uh, when she gives him the money. The Ashmini Gabigavish, and if we only knew the, the, the his principle when it comes to Gitin, that it takes effect straight away, I can say, Bahokamba Rabhuna over here, Rabhuna says the he titain I want that the get takes place straight away, and she will give him the money, and he's happy to have the get affected straight away because he's not embarrassed after he gives her a get to ask her, Where's my money? Because they have they haven't there's no relationship anymore. So therefore he he's he he's convinced that he will get his money. He's not embarrassed to ask her for the money. Abu Gabi Kedushin, when it comes to Kedushin, perhaps she'll agree to the marriage and you're trying to entice her with money. And she's thinking, maybe you'll never give me the money. And I'm too, she's, you know, she, they're newlyweds. She's too embarrassed to ask for the money, as if to say, oh, the only reason you married me is for my money. She's embarrassed to ask. One second, the Kedushin is not effective until he actually gives her the money. So therefore, we need to argue in both cases. So that explains Rabbi Huna. What about Rabbi Yehuda? The Iash meaning Rabbi Yehuda the same thing. Why do you have to argue in both places? But exactly the opposite of Rabbi Huna. Rabbi Yehuda holds it always takes place when you fulfill meet the condition. The Iash meaning Rabbi condition. I would say Bahokam. But if you're only over the Rabbi Yehuda, when you actually meet the condition, Mishum Dixifu admit, but she's embarrassed to ask for the money. So therefore, we say the condition should not take effect until the Tanai is met. When it comes to divorce, the man, the husband who has no relationship with his wife anymore, has no shame and no, no busha whatsoever to ask her for his money. Maybe that they could get can take place straight away. If we only knew this principle when it came to Gitin, according to Rabbi Yehuda, I would say, but how come we only by Gitin Rabbi Yehuda says, wait till, till the condition is met. He's trying to distance. What's the whole purpose of a get? The distance, and maybe he wants to appease her, so he wants to delay it as much as possible. Because he wants to bring her closer. Maybe if he's made that what? That the condition takes effect straight away. Therefore, we need both. Therefore, we need to argue both. Says the Gemara Meisha. I'll ask you a question. Says the Brisa. Hareze gite. The following is your get almanas on condition shetitni li masayim zuz. Give me your get on the condition that you give me a uh, hundred zuz. <clears throat> That's the Mishnah. Um, no, no. One second. No, 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 no. It's a Brisa. This is your get on condition. You give me masayim of two hundred zuz. Okay, that part so far so good. Then we say, This is a this is an addendum, it's not in the Mishnah. Even though the get disappeared before you met the condition of the Tanai, ripped up or got lost, Migodeshis. Now, what's the possible explanation? Why she divorced? When when the when the money changed hands, when she gave him the money, there's no longer a get in existence. It's because it must be it's retrospective that the get took effect as soon as he gave it to her. It's exactly what Abhuna said. Question on Abihuda. And then it says here, 
But she should not marry anyone else until she actually meets the condition of the get. Because if she doesn't meet the condition of the get, then the get is not a valid get. And she comes out like she's a married woman when she uh, when she got married to somebody else. <clears throat> okay. Um, there's a whole machlech is a If she did get married, and you know she she received the get, she owes now a hundred dollars or two hundred dollars to her husband, to her ex-husband, and she goes ahead and gets married. Are we going to force them to uh, separate, or we're going to rely that eventually she will meet the condition or not? <clears throat> And, and the Ran learns from here, from this Braisa, that this is a general rule on all conditions. Whenever there's a get with a condition, she's not allowed to get married until she actually fulfills that condition. Because we are worried that you won't um, meet the conditions. We're always worried. <clears throat> okay, others disagree. Says him a further. The mace, and he died. Nasna, if he fulfilled the Tanai, then the get is before he died. And obviously, the get is a valid get. And the Kukiyab doesn't matter here, brother. Of a line, Nasna, if she did not fulfill the Tanai and the husband died, so she cannot meet the Tanai, giving the money to the to the heirs is not going to help anybody because the husband wanted the money. And therefore, the Kukiyab, the get is not valid and she has to marry her brother in law. However, he disputes that, and he says you could give the money to the heirs, and that's good enough. Now, the question is, if the, according to Yehuda, the get does not take effect, is not activated until she meets the Tanai, what does it help if she gives the money to the person's children? How does that help? But the fact is the get will take effect after the man dies. He can't give a get after Misa. So the only way to explain it is we follow Ramuna that says that the get is valid the moment he gave it to her. So the Gemara, um, Why does she need a get if he dies? She shouldn't have to marry her brother so they had no children. Ah, okay, okay. Okay. Yeah. She can give the money to the guy's father, or to his brother, or to any of the relatives. Says the Gemara, the Mephoshim have a hard time understanding what do you mean one of the relatives when the din, if there's a brother-in-law alive, and that's the whole purpose. The only reason why, you're right, the only reason why we're giving a get is because there's a brother alive. If there's no brothers alive, what should they get for? Doesn't need to get at all. There's no advantage of being a divorcee. On the contrary, she cannot marry a coin, a widow, she could. So the only reason why we're talking about this is there's a brother. If there's a brother, he yashins or he takes over his brother. How in the world are other relatives what right do other relatives have to come in and take the money? On what basis? Who are these craving? It says, brother, or who's that? Difficult. Anyway, so the, the entire argument here is merely if you can pay off the Yoshim, is good enough. But the get is a, would be a valid get, must be that the get has taken effect while the husband is still alive. Like Rabbi Huna. I can literally yell the Masava leave with the Yosha when he said, Give me the money. I meant me my personally, not to my ears. But everyone says that what is a condition and the get would have been valid. These particular brides, those of you that are saying, I, if you remember, we learned before already the concept of almanas. If you add the word almanas, 
We had like, you know, we had before the person says from that this get should take effect today and after the person dies. And we had a suffix, how do we view that? Is that a change of mind or that a condition? But then you have almanas, which is like ma'achsha from now. And Rebbe says that every time you say almanas on the condition, that means you want it to take effect straight away. So these two Bryces follow Rebbe, who says almanas, therefore he says that's why the Bryce hold. As soon as you gave her the get and you said almanas, it's been activated. Now we just have to meet that condition. But I follow the Rabbanon who don't agree. So in fact, the argument of Huna and of Yehuda is, this is how Rashi learns, is whether Amanas is Kema'ach Shavdomi or not. Rabbi Huna paskas that Amanas is Kema'ach Shavdomi, and that everyone agrees Amanas is Kema'ach Shavdomi. And Rabbi Yehuda says, no, there's a dispute between Rabbi and the Rabbanon, and I paskas like Rabbanon that Amanas is not Kema'ach and therefore the get is not activated until she meets the condition. So Rabbi Yehuda says, Amani Rebbe, the author of this price is Rebbe. The Amar Rabbi Huna, Amar Rebbe, Kolo Ema Manasko Ema Achshon. Say Manasko, as if you say, I want to be activated straight away. O Pligi Rabbanu Allah. But I believe that the rabbis argue with the Rebbe. I know the Amri Kerabbanu, and I follow the view of the Rabbanu that what that it's not Kema Achshon. It's when you meet the condition that's when it takes effect. Or like Taisha says, Rabbi Yehuda is not one hundred percent certain who the halach is like, so he's machmir. But Amar Rabbi Zayda, Rabbi Zayda said. Rabzeda used to live in bubble, and we're going to learn about Metziah that he then fasted a hundred fasts, so he should forget the style of learning of bubble, so that he goes to um, Ejisrael, he'll take on the style of learning in Ejisrael. And we know that Rabbi Yechen and Rishlakish, if they argue with Rav and Shmuel, the halach is like Rabbi Yechen and Rishlakish. So that style of learning was at least in those days, that was the halacha, like Rabbi So he wanted to forget the style of learning of bubble. So and he, and he went to Israel and he had to hide when we had the exodus. He had to hide from his rebbe Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yehuda holds you're not allowed to leave bubble to go to Israel. You're not allowed to make aliyah. In fact, he says you commit a sin. But Rabbi Zayda said, when I was in, in bubble, I learned. I heard this halacha, but when I was in Israel, I heard different. He said Amr Rabbi Zayda, when I was in bubble, Amrinin we said. When I was a bubble, I heard, you know, that like Rabbi Yehuda said, that there's an argument between Rabbi and the Rabbanon whether Amanas is Ka'achshav or not. But Kisaliki, when I left bubble and I went to Israel, I once met Rabbi Asi, the Yossi who was sitting there, saying there, Rabbi Yechen, that there is no dispute. Everyone agrees. But if you say Amanas, is Ka'achshav. In fact, the only dispute between Rebbe and the Chacham is that which we had already in the last few days. If you say Hayyim and then you say La'achamisa. So do we say, you know, it's it's a suffix whether it's a divorce or not a divorce? Because are you changing your mind? First you thought Mahayim, let this get be active today. And then you change your mind, you say La'achamisa, you know, I don't want to take effect La'achamisa, which is impossible. You cannot have a get, so there's nothing here at all. Or do we say he added a rider that Mahayim today, when La'achamisa, when this person says, after I die, that's when the get should become retrospectively activated. Right, so it was a magadeshes vein magadeshes or suffix, and Rebbe disagrees. Rebbe said, "Kazeg get that's a that's a get. It's definitely a condition. That's where they're arguing, but they're not arguing about almanas. Everyone agrees almanas is kachshav, which is what Rav Huna Paskins says the Gemara. But Vatanya, we actually let the Bryce exactly like that. What does the Bryce say? The Bryce says, "Mahayoyimolachamisa." That's when they argue, get the ain get. When you say hayyim, it's, it's a question of whether it's are you changing your mind, you're just adding a condition. And Rebbe says, no, because that get definitely it's a condition, it's a valid get. 
says the Gemara, so according to Rabbi Yehud, Rabbi Yehud said that they have two arguments. They're arguing and they're also arguing if we say almanas is almanas like you're saying I want it to be activated from now or almanas is just saying on the condition and when you meet the condition that's when it should be activated. Well, Rabbi Yehuda, the Rabbi Yehuda says almanas plea. So according to Rabbi Yehuda, how is he going to learn the brisa? And what's the question? Why argue Why argue in a case where it's quite? Let them argue him also. Let them argue um, to in, in a case of Amanas, which is in, in a way a bigger chiddush, and tell us that Amanas there's an argument and Rebbe holds that it takes place straight away, and so therefore surely Rebbe would hold that you spelled it out Mahayim. Surely it takes place straight away, and 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 talk about that. If according to Rabbi Yehuda, that they're arguing in Amanas as well, says he know the The reason why we mentioned Mahayim um, Alachamisa, because on the other hand, Mahayim Alachamisa could very well be when you said the words Alachamisa, you are changing your mind. And Rebbe says no, regardless of that, it sounds like you're changing your mind. I'm saying it's a condition. So therefore, we want to tell you that Rebbe holds that even in this case, it's a valid get and she's a free woman. Says the Gemara, Why don't we argue in Amanas and tell you that Rabbanon are so machmed? Not only in a case where maybe it looks like you changed your mind, but even if you didn't, you just said Amanas, the Rabbanon said there's no get until until um, we don't we don't say ma'achshadami. It's only a get after the person dies, and it's no get there. Says so the famous answer: Koyach the hetera adifle. Whenever there's an argument, somebody's machmer, somebody's lenient, will always follow. Will always try to uh, to highlight the one who is lenient. And the reason for that, as Rashi tells us, is there's no kunst to be machmer. To say something is also anybody can say. To say something is mutter and to be uh, and should be based on halacha that requires a lot of knowledge. And as the same Yiddish, you need break the places. So therefore, we'd rather highlight somebody who says that it's good. Okay, then the mission continued. The person gives a timetable that the tonight has to be met for 30 days, and it has to be met in 30 days. Otherwise, you haven't met the tonight. So isn't that obvious? He gave a time. Um, I would have thought when a person gives a time, they don't really mean it has to be done by that time. I said, so why did they give a time at all? Well, they wanted to make sure that person doesn't become lazy and, and, and then eventually keep on procrastinating. You'll forget about it. So therefore, I'm giving you a, a short term time that you have to do it. But if you didn't, if you missed it, it's all right. That no, if I give you a set time, it has to be done by that time. Okay. Then Rabbi Shimon Gamil came along and said in our Mishnah something which seems to be totally unrelated to the first part of the Mishnah. The first part of the Mishnah was talking about when you give a condition with, let's say, money has to change hands. So the get is valid, but you have to meet the condition. And then comes along and Shimon Gamil tells you a story that happened in Sidon um, that there he asked for his coat back, his cloak back, and uh, and and he lost it. So the question is whether you can she can give money in lieu. And Rabbi Shimon Gamil says the rabbi said yes. What does that have to do? With anything, for the first half of the Mishnah, and generally we don't bring a story unless we're supporting one side of an argument. Who's arguing here? Says the Gemara, my Tana. What did we learn in the Mishnah? The Tani Maisa that we have to bring the story. Says the Gemara, There are actually some words missing in the Mishnah. The Hachik Tani. This is how you should learn. 
If you say to her, the man says, I want you to give me back my cloak. But of the it's to loss, these are the words that I miss. And it got lost. It's to Lisi, Dafke Kamala. The rabbis say it's not a valid get. You can't compensate me. I want my coat back. Maybe I don't want any of my things there. Or I want to harass you. And I want specifically my coat. You should return me my coat. I want my reclining chair back, whatever it is. So therefore, if she didn't meet that condition, uh, it's not a get. Comes along, Shim says, nope. Shim says, Titan Loy as the man. Ashimagula says she can compensate it and give him money in lieu. And right now we think that that um, says that he wants the value of the coat. So if you don't have the coat, give me the value. Same thing. That's what the Gemara thinks right now. Says the Gemara. Um, and to prove my point, he says here the There's a story in Sidon where somebody said his wife Harez the This is he get. Almanas on the condition she titnily Salisa gave me back my coat, but of the Salisa she lost it. Salisa's coat for Amrachamim titnily as the man. Pay her, pay him out. Says him, but a boy minera asim rabiech asi as rabiech in a very interesting question. We have a concept called forgiveness. How do we understand? Let's say somebody somebody owes me ten dollars, and I said, you know, I'm making you the ten dollars. How do we understand mechila? There's two ways of understanding mechila. One way of understanding Michil is, you know what? You don't owe me the money. You don't owe me that. I'm taking away the obligation that you have to give me that money. The other way Michil is, I'm going to consider as if you gave me the money already. What's the logic? What do you mean? But he didn't. What do you mean that as if you gave me the money? The logic is as follows. The Rand says, the logic is, if you paid me, you gave me the $10, I can then turn around an instant later and give it back to you as a gift. And there's an expression we had in Mark Subas then. Hafuche matrasa lamuli. Why go? Why they turn around, give it to me, give it back to you? It's a tircha, it's a pain. You know what? Keep the money and we'll treat it as if you gave me the money and I returned it to you and I gave it back to you. So is the question is mechila. Is mechila as if you never, you, you didn't pay me, but you don't have to pay me? Or is mechila as if you did pay me and I just gave it back to you? Now, what's the relevance of that? Let's see the Gemara here. Says the Gemara. Then he turns around before she gave him that money. He said, you know what? I'm forgoing it. Now he didn't cancel the tonight. He's just saying as if the tonight has been fulfilled. Is that good enough or not? Mao. And Tiboy, my question is according to the Rabbanon who are very particular when he said initially, I want my coat. It's only his coat. And Tiboy Rav Shimon Gamliel was much more flexible and said, coat, give me money, coat, all the same. And now he explains this question. Tiboy Rabban, I'm going to ask you the question according to Rabban. I can say as follows. You know why the Rabban say over there that you have to give the coat back and not money. Why? <clears throat> he never said, so you don't have to pay me. He's still waiting for his coat. So therefore, you have to give the coat. Um, <clears throat> Um, uh, but over here, I will hoch over here. He said clearly, He said, I am Michael you. And because he said, I am Michael you, so maybe that's it. You don't have to pay anymore. Or perhaps, or the other way around. Even if Shimon says that money is good enough, you know why? 
The fact is, you gave me money. But over here, he got nothing in he got nothing in his place. He said the two hundred dollars. I'm What did he get? Nothing. In other words, mechile is not interpreted as if you gave me the money and I gave it back to you. Mechile is I'm foregoing the loan. Who said you can do that? I made it to, when I gave you the get. It came with a tonight. It, it maybe you haven't fulfilled the tonight, so the get is not valid. You have to give her a whole new get. So how do we view it? Says the Gemara. <clears throat> ruled She is not divorced. In other words, a big machlek is is he saying a to Rabbanon or even a to But in other words, Michila is not considered as if you gave me the money and I'm giving it back to you. Michila means I'm foregoing the debt. And therefore it doesn't help because when I gave you the get, it was a tnaida. And to come later and say I'm foregoing, how's that help? If if Michila means like I never received it, so you did not fulfill the tonight. You have to take the, you have to give her a new get. That's what I'd be able to rule. Second, I have a question from Gemara we had in the dark. The Gemara says there, somebody says to his friend, I am going to ban or proscribe all my products, anything, all my assets, any asset that I have, that you cannot have any benefit from it whatsoever, like a carbon, like a carbon, that I don't want you to have any benefit from me whatsoever. Everything's forbidden to you, unless. If you don't give my son kur my son is destitute, he needs a kur of wheat, or or he needs two barrels of wine. If you don't give it to my son as a gift, don't ever come into my house again, or you'll never have, you can't have any benefit of me whatsoever. Says the Gemara. Um, uh, Rameya says, Rameya says, well, asur He cannot. Um, this person cannot uh, have any benefit from you whatsoever. The mother cannot have any benefit until he gives, provides the wine, the wheat to your son. However, the Chachamim say, This person easily can wiggle his way out of, the, out of his vow. How? You don't even need the assistance of a rabbi and, or a Chacham. And why is that? Because he has the right to say, he has the right to say, it, I, I'm going to treat it as if I received it, and therefore, because as if I received it, so you fulfilled the Tanai, and good enough. So what do we see here? You said before that Mechila means I for, have forgone the debt, but not that I received it. I didn't receive it, but don't worry about it. Here we see clearly it's Ki'ilus Kabalti. It's as if I received it. So in the case of a get, it should be a valid get, as if I received the money. That's Gemara's question. Says the Gemara, Hachi Hashta. What are you comparing? Hashem over there, Litzuudi Kamachavan. Over there, what was the whole purpose of asking his wife for money? He wants to make, or asking for the coat. He wants to make her life as difficult as possible. And therefore, the rabbis say, if he's Michael, it doesn't help. His intent was not because he needed the coat. He just wanted to, to they, 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 there's a lot of hate there, unfortunately, and he wanted to make her life difficult. Being Michael, he's not fulfilling the tonight whatsoever. So if, if he said, I forgo, it doesn't help, because the fact is he didn't meet the tonight. The tonight was to give her pain and harass her. But here, when he said, I want you to provide for my son wine and wheat and all that, Mishum Havachu, the whole purpose is he wants the son to have the benefit of the wine and the wheat. And the, um, the whole itzich, but they no longer need it. 
He's saying to them, don't worry about it. They no longer need it. So therefore, it's as if they received it. The, in, in, here, the intent was not to give anybody pain. The intent was the, the outcome. And the outcome was that they should have the benefit. But th they don't need the benefit anymore. I can say, I'm Michael, as if they received the benefit. Okay, says the Gemara, <clears throat> I have a problem with that. Who gabbled? There was a person. Anyway, the person, at least I said to his sharecropper, Kuliyama, Dolot, Klaft, Everyone generally sharecroppers three times a year, they irrigate the fields. And the arrangement is that they get a quarter of all the crop, have a share in the crop. But at you, I want I want to uh, improve the, my field. So therefore, you know what I want? Dolly Arba, I want you to irrigate my field four times, the Ochel Tilsa. And then you will um, get a third of the property. To put more work in, you get a third. But what happened was, Lasaifa didn't have to irrigate it the fourth time because it rained, it was a good rain season. And it was all right. And the question is, is he still entitled to get a third more than the average sharecropper because that was the arrangement? But on the other hand, he didn't irrigate it a fourth time because it's unnecessary. So how do we do that? An argument of Yasev and Rabbi. Um, Rabbi Yasev said, Rabbi said, the fact is, he didn't work a fourth time. Why should he get any benefits? He's back to the original arrangement, which is a quarter. And Rabbi says, Rabbi says, no. They made a new arrangement of third. He's ready to do it, but there's no need for it. What's going on here? What's the crux of the argument? Lame, they say that Rabbi Yisif, the Amaka Rabbanon. Rabbi Yisif follows the view of the Rabbanon that says that, well, that it has to be dafka, uh, uh, a coat, and you cannot do any money. So therefore, in this case, you can't, you can't give me rain in the place. I want you to irrigate. You didn't irrigate. You're not getting the benefit. I got it from somewhere else, but it's not the arrangement, like the Rabbanon. And Rabbi holds like a shingam lil. That, you know, if you don't have a coat, you can give me money instead. You didn't irrigate it when it rained. The fact is, I got the outcome. The outcome is the main thing. It's not the, it's not the, the means was the end. And I got it. Says So that's what Gemara wants to say. Says does that really make sense? Well, kind alone. Let me ask you a technical question, not a logical question. The, the rule is, the rule is like Rabbah. In fact, it says that the rules like Rabbah, except in three instances with the rules, not like Rabbah. It's a big machlek is Roshonim if it's only Masech the Baba Basra or in or in entire Shas, that the halach is always like Rabbah. In fact, the Roshonim bring a rise from here that it's, it's the entire Shas. So the halach is like Rabbah, which means that what? That he still gets uh, his third, even though he didn't have to uh, irrigate it. But and yet, and you're, but you explained the reason is because he follows Shim Gamil. Right? If I read a little bit, it's, you know, I don't care if it's a coat, the money. You don't care if you irrigate it or the rain irrigates it. Over here, yet over here, ain't a lachah shivgamil. Even though we have a general rule, the halacha shivgamil, there are three exceptions, and one exception is this case right here. So therefore, the halacha lachah shivgamil. So how is it? So how can Rabbah be based on shivgamil when the halacha is like Rabbah and the halacha is not like a shivgamil? Doesn't work. So what's what's going on here? What is the argument between Rabbi Yisroel and Rabbah? El elu karabanan. Everyone agrees Rabbanan that in the case of itzlis, it has to be dafke the coat. So Abiyasim holds like the Rabbanan has to be dafka the code, dafka if you irrigate the field, rain is not going to be, it's not going to supplant that. However, Rabbah will say, no, the case of the coat is different. Why? I can agree with the Rabbanan. In the case of the coat, they want dafka the coat, they're very particular, but over here, rain is good enough. Why? Over there, what was your purpose? You don't really need the coat. Your purpose is to cause pain. So therefore, since your purpose is to cause pain, you want dafka the coat. If you can't find the coat, no get. Over here, you want the field to improve. You want more rainwater. 
the fact is you didn't need it. So the Rabban also will agree. You got what you wanted. So therefore you have that arrangement. Taysha already asked me, find in other Gemara, it's a very interesting concept, which we're learning about Mamatia. You hired workers to do, uh, let's say, to, um, to irrigate your field. And then they come to the field to irrigate and suddenly it rained. The din is, you can tell the workers, I don't need you anymore, goodbye. I don't have to pay them a cent. How is that, com how is that compatible with Al-Gemara right here? That says by the sharecropper that he's entitled to get a third, even though you didn't need his input. So Taysha makes a difference between a sharecropper and a person. When you hire a person for one specific job, Taysha holds. Not everyone agrees, but if you hire a person for one specific job, and then it's no longer necessary the job because it was done by somebody else or it rained or something, then you can send them off and you don't have to pay them a penny. Over here, a sharecropper doesn't only irrigate the fields, they, they plant the fields, they sow the fields, they sow the, and they irrigate, they do everything. They prune and they take other weeds because they do everything. This is just one of the jobs. And if they're fortunate enough that it rained that particular job and have to do, they are entitled because the moment you made that arrangement, they were ready and they're sharecroppers. So they have a chalik, they have a share in it. They get whatever it is. There's a big argument and the Rishenim, this thing that Rabbana is so particular about the coat. Is it only because it's a, a coat? What about if it would have been money? If he said, I want $200 and instead of $200, she gives him a watch. You know, is, is it because it's a coat or it's anything? And that's an expensive thing. What about a cheap thing? Does he also, are they also very particular? So this is a big machlek in halach. And I continue to get more. So I think we're further. Um, what is really Isn't there a difference here? The husband wants something from the wife, right? He wants a coat, but here the rain, the rain the Ubersh to gave it. It wasn't the person who, who asked. True. So it it's doesn't matter. My main purpose, the, the point of the is in the case of the rain, I don't care. It's not that I want you to do it. I want the rain to be in my field. And generally speaking, you need to irrigate the field. I need water in my field and therefore the irrigate. But I'm not makhpid that it's you that has to do it. I'm makhpid that I need water. So if it rains, I got my water. Except, except, there, the, except the difference in that case is that it's actually costing you whether or not the rain came from a Kodesh Baruch or the rain came from the sharecropper. If the share came from the sharecropper, it's going to cost you an extra 10%. But this way, if it came from God, it didn't cost you. You saved 10%. What do you mean cost you? Cost you what? You mean the wages? <laughs> yeah, you're giving him more. You offered him another, another. you offered him a, exactly. a third instead of a quarter. But the moment, but yeah, but again, what I made my arrangement with this guy here, my, sorry, a member takes his ad that he's a sharecropper. In contrast to an ordinary worker, you're right. If it's an ordinary worker and I tell them I want you to get a field and then that morning it rained and, and there's nothing for them to do, I don't have to pay them. You're right, because of the cost. Over here by a sharecropper, because he has a chalik in the in all the crops and everything else in the land, therefore the moment you made the arrangement, he already was kinder. He was already kinder. And it's part of the overall work. And therefore, the rain afterwards that came from the Ebishter, doesn't in any way take away. So what, so what, what you're saying, it's similar to say you have to do weeding. What happens if weeds didn't come, he still pays him, even though he didn't have to weed. That's true, but see, weeding is different because he actually has to bend down and go through the hole. He did the work just because the weeds weren't there. He still has to go and look. And no, the, so and, if, he didn't weed, if he didn't weed, then, then he doesn't get paid by a sharecropper? What if, 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 if you know the job the is to make is, sure that the sharecropper gets he, told these are, these are the things you have to do? To yes, your but the job there is not to weed, the job is to make sure there are no weeds. So if there are no weeds, he did his job. Oh, right. Okay. So it's the same as the rain. Okay. Yeah, true. But the rain, uh, true. Yeah. You can say the same thing. Yes. Let's think about it further. Um, 
market continues. Tonight, how we look, okay, there's a thing called, if you sell, you know, you sell a field we had before, there's two kinds of fields, the Achuzah, you know, it's a Yerusha or Steimikna, and, you know, Steimikna, you sell it, comes, you're able to come back to you, it's the Yerusha, Achuzah, if you don't take it back, and the Gabay of Hegdish, let's say, sells it on somebody else, you don't get it back. And then we had about a bias, we had more, in, you know, Bahar, the Chumash Bahar. So if you have a house in the Bote Yerushayma, we give you a, a, an opportunity to buy it back, and after that, you forfeit your rights to buy the house back. You have 12 months to buy it back. So, right, so what happens, the, so the guy finally got some money. To, he Obviously, he sold his house because he was desperate, needed, needed money. But somehow or another, he was able to work hard during the year, and he made his money back. So now he has the right to buy it back, but you only have one year. After that, you forfeit your rights to the house. It doesn't even go back to your new able. So comes the last day of the year, you found the money, you want to go to the guy and give him the, you know, the purchaser, and you want to give him the money to get the house back. But the purchaser, you know what they all did? They all went on overseas trips on the last day. So the guy couldn't find him. So he shouldn't have to buy his house back. That's what happened. So Hill, just like Hill made a special takana when he came to Prusbul, he made another takana to help those people who had to sell the house. He says the following, we learned over there in a mission. Body shiner in the beginning, on the very last day of the 12 months, they would hide, make sure that they're not available. So the house would end up with the purchaser. His skin hill has up it. So hill has up came along. She that the vendor, if he goes to the buyer's house and he cannot find the buyer, he goes to a special chamber or they made in the Besden or somewhere. That special room, a place, a place where he throws the money in, and we're going to treat it as if he gave the money back to the purchaser. He can break the door down of his house, the nickness, and, and repossess his own house. And the aim of and the purchaser will gain nothing by saying, I never got the money. And the purchaser will come around to the census, will go back to this room and, and collect his money. That's what the Hill said. By the way, it's a big, interesting machlekas. Okay, before we get to that. So we're going to talk about now the concept of if you give a sin about if I give somebody something to somebody against their will, is that considered giving or not? As Tasis later on explains, there's three kinds. If I give if I give a gift to somebody against their will, they're not kind of. I can't force the person to take a gift from me. In fact, we have, we'll have more conditions. People don't want gifts necessarily. Okay. On the other hand, if I owe money to somebody, I owe money to somebody, and I, he loses nothing by me giving his money on the contract, he benefits, it's his money. Then if he says, I don't want it, I don't care. I can force him to take money. I can throw it into his house, too bad. So in, in case number one, I cannot force him at all. Case number two, of course I can force him. The argument is in case number three, where I give you I, I owe you, I have an obligation to owe you, but if I pay out my obligation, you lose. For example, in the case of the house right here, if I buy it back, I have a right to buy it back and I owe you the money, but you're going to lose now the house. You, the buyer, are going to lose the house that you bought. What happens in this case? Can I force you to take, to take the house? The same thing by a get. If a, a woman, I, I tell them, well, here's a get and you have to give me $200. And um, and then she gives me those. The man doesn't want to take it. Can she force him to take the money or not? In that case, there she has an obligation to pay the money, but he loses out by accepting money. He loses his wife. So what happens in this case? So says Rob. 
Just, Mr. Just, just can, you, can you add another dimension to the case of uh, Bate Arechoma? Is, is that the Torah obligates the person to return the house? So he's under a chiyuv for that 12 month period to return the house. Exactly. On the one hand. On the other hand, it, he is incurring a loss. He just lost the house. Well, so that's now, bad luck. The Torah that, that, that's a Torah gave that. Yeah, but maybe. Maybe the Torah is only talking about it, is that he that he accepts the money. If he accepts the money willingly, then the house goes back, reverts to the owner. The Torah's main purpose is that after the year, the moicher can no longer retrieve his house. So during that year, if the buyer refuses to accept the money, what happens? It's called the sin of Balkorchach. In this case, where the buyer loses out, does he have to accept it? Does he is he mechuyev to accept the money? The main purpose of the Torah's thing there is that the problems are over, you forfeit all your rights. The data is not out to tell you that the, that the buyer has to accept the money. Yeah, but during but during the twelve months, forget about the last day where you've got this problem where he's not there. But anytime during the during the twelve months and he's there and he says, "Here's the money. I want the property back." He can't say, "No, I don't want to give you the property." Why not? That's the question. The sin of well, so, so, so what's is, the whole? So what's the whole idea of what the, what's the tekkon of the Torah to allow the the original owner to get it back? By having the main tekkun of the Torah, the main tekkun of the Torah is more that after the year is over, he can never get it back. He can't uh, take it in turn and everything else. The, 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 we'll see. We'll see in a minute. This is the story that happened. This is the story that happened. It makes no difference if it's the last day or the second day of the year or the fifth day or the hundredth day. This is what happened. What was happening? Obviously, the guy didn't have the money straight away. Then why would he have sold the house in the first place? So it, it takes time to accumulate that kind of money. So what was happening was that it came towards the end, and obviously he went mooching and he borrowed money right, left, and center. He gathered, accumulated enough money to buy it back. So, but this is a story. It, the, the, what happened was, I guess it was very common that he's only able to get the, you know, the pressure is really on. He's able to get the money. Came the last day, and suddenly the buyer disappeared. Hayela denenu. So Rabbi Rabbi says, why did Hill have to make Katakana? Just go in and throw the money in the backyard. Proves that an Asinah Balkarchuk generally is not an Asinah. So Hill had to make a special Takana. Says if a man says to a wife, I'm giving you a get on the condition, give me $200. If she gives it to him and he accepts some money, willingly, obviously she met her condition, she's a goodish. But against his will, ain't a because there's no special takana from Hill. And then the sin of Balkarchach is not a valid Nasinah. He can't force me to accept something. So even though I'm the one who made the condition, I said, give me the money. But now I don't want the money. So uh, I don't want your money, whatever it is. So she cannot be conditioned, and the get is not a valid get. How do I know that? Because otherwise, why would Hill have to make a special takana in the Sina Bakarcha to have a Sina that's a valid Sina? McLeod, the fact that Hill made that takana proves the Baal, but generally in the Sina Bakarcha, the Sina is not in the Sina. That's what Rava says in this version of Rava. Maskiv Lord Apop, but Apop asked a question. Or Barashi. We already discussed last time that Rabsimi Barashi was not Rabashi's son. In fact, he was a Rebbe Rabashi, uh, according to some, but he definitely lived in the generation preceding. He was a student of Rabba. The Dilma, the, so Rapapa said, Who told you? Maybe, you know why he'll have make it to Kana? Because the guy disappeared, he went in hiding. Maybe in the sin of Bakarcha is in the sin. You know when? If the person is standing in front of you and you give it to them against their will, it's a valid sin. If the woman goes to the husband and gives him the $200, even though he doesn't want it, too bad. Why did Hill make a takana? Because the person disappeared. What are you supposed to do then? So that's when Hill made a takana. When the person's not around, it's still a valid sin. 
But otherwise, maybe Nasina Bakocha is a valid Nasina. The person not around. I will befall the person is around. Whether he's there or not there, it's a valid Nasina. It is a good Nasina. Others say, there's another version, the opposite. This is from the Hillas Takana, I can learn, I can glean. If a man says to a woman, here's your get, give me $200. The Nasnala, and she gave it to him. Whether, it's a, whether he was there, whether he wasn't there, it's a valid Nasina. Why? Yeah. Um, sorry. Hill made a takana. Yeah. When did Hill make a takana only shalai befana? So this is what he's saying. Hill made a takana only shalai befana. In other words, the guy disappeared. Avo befana, the guy was there, bain medaite, bain malkochamatana. The guy was there, I don't care. In other words, Rav is the one who's saying, the sinna balkocha is a valid sinna. Why did Hill have to make a takana? Because the guy disappeared. But the guy is present. It's always a good matana. Yeah. Because <clears throat> if you learn if you learn the Khumish Pashab Shat, it says that the Khumish says to you at any time after you, every time after you sell this house during this 12 months, you get your money, you get money to give him, he, he's gonna take it back. I mean, that's that's the khaira what the Torah is saying. Yeah, he has a mitzvah to take it back. What happens if he doesn't want to? What happens then? So he's doing the wrong thing. And you but can't, you're saying he's doing the wrong thing, but you can't force him, but you can't that's force That's the question. Exactly, and the sin about Karcha is not considered on the sin amount. So now, in this version, Rav is the one who's saying that the sin about Karcha is a valid sin only if the person is present. If the person is not present, no. And Hillel's Takana was, and the guy went in hiding, it's still a valid sin. I mean, this, we, I mean, I, I, we could also play, I, I, apply the, 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 the Takana of, of Hevgebest in Hesker. They could say, you know what, your sale from this guy by the, by the guy who's living there now was never a sale, and you're living there illegally, get out. They could, but you know, the Rabbanon are very limited when they said it. I mean, they only said it in all the cases that we had in Shas when they said it. They didn't say it in this case. Hill came along with another Takana. He said that the sin about Karcha generally is no good. But he, in fact, it could very well be that is the basis of Hill's Takana. When he said, just throw it in this room and that's good enough, how is it good enough? Where he never gave it to the purchaser. Maybe that's exactly what you said. Maybe that's how they used it, based on that. So, so, this, so this means that if, if the Balabos disappears from the first day onwards, you've got to really wait till the end of the year to throw it into that room, or you've got your money available Two months later, can you throw it into that room according to Hill? You might have to wait till the last day, till the end of the 12 months. You have to wait and maybe he'll come back. You, you don't know he'll be disappear, he'll disappear the whole 12 months. It's only the last day when you have no other recourse. So no, okay. So that's the only time you can use Hill's solution. Yeah, if he's if he's not there. Or it depends which version. According to one version, even if he's there, uh, according to one version, Sinabakoch isn't a sin if he's there. So you can do it straight away. And the Takana is only when he disappears. Maskala Papa, And in this version, it's all the way around. They're the ones who are saying, maybe in the Sinabakach is not a sin at all. But Dilma, I feel even if he's there, it doesn't help. Aye, in that case, then Hill would have made it the whole year. Doesn't make a difference the last day. What's the difference? If if if, if you're telling me if the guy, in other words, if the guy is not there, it can only be on the last day. Because just because he's not there in the second month that you want to buy the house back, wait, wait. But if if you're telling me that even if he's there, 
Nesina Balkarchach is not a valid Nesina, and Hill had to make a special takonim that it is a Nesina. Why Hill spoke about the last day? Because that it was a story. That's what was happening. But it makes no difference which day of the year it is. The guy is there. He doesn't want to take the money. You could, you could force it a hundred percent. So <clears throat> depends which you know if the guy's there or not. So my easily talking. So they're saying maybe the sin about Korchach is definitely generally not on the sin, even the guy is standing in front of you. But over Hill, why he made it the kind of the last day? Because that's what was happening. Says the okay, we're almost finished. There's a big machlekes of Shainim. If um, interesting machlekes, you know, if a guy made a tanai and then there was an oynus, we had a whole discussion by Git and Tainus oynus like Git and not. We had a special tikkun because Tznuus and Prutzus in the beginning of Tznuus. So we had. Um, if a guy makes a tanai and then he didn't meet the tanai purely because of an anus. So we say that it's not his fault and that, uh, and, you know, and it doesn't mean that the tanai wasn't fulfilled. What happens if you had a year to do it, six months to do it? And you procrastinate, like most people. Yeah, I have six months, what's the rush? And then suddenly the last day you said, I'll do it, and an anus happened. Is that considered an anus or not? And they want to bring a proof from here. This guy here waited till the last day. And we're talking here about, like, you know, we're, we're making special taconists to help the guy out. So doesn't that show that even though you're a procrastinator till the very end, it doesn't matter. As long as you still have time that you could have done it. And, and an anus happened only in the last minute, it's considered an anus. <clears throat> it's considered an anus. But you have the story, if the guy says, I'm going to give it whatever, what's the story, and he can't cross the river. And he's on the other side there and says, I'm here, I'm here, I just can't cross it. There's not bad. Yeah, but there wasn't a procrastinator. He wasn't a procrastinator. It might have taken him three days to get there. He said, well, I'm not back. He was on the other side. That's not a procrastinator. You're talking about you could have done this anytime you wanted. You just waited till the last day. <clears throat> um, yeah. So my leg is the shame. And and the Shulner brought down as well. Let's just finish the Gemara. says the Gemara here. Um, Whenever we find a machlekes of Shimon ben Gamliel and others in the Mishnah, halacha kamoish halacha is always like a Shimon ben Gamliel. Chutz, three cases. The case of an oriv, an oriv kablon, which we learned before. An oriv kablon is somebody who's a guarantor, and he says, "I'm a kablon, take full responsibility." And the and the but when the the lender wants to collect his debt, the borrower happens to have assets. Has money, has assets. Can the can the lender go directly to the guarantor, or he has to go first to the borrower? I'm talking about an kabul, not stam oral. Now Shimon says they have to go to borrower first. The Chachamim say no. In the case of or of kablin, you can go directly to oral. We pass like the Chachamim. The second case here is tzidon, which is what we just learned in our mission over here when he's asking back for his particular coat and they lost it. Whether and Shimon says, well, you can pay up with money. Chachamim say you can't. And the third one is rayachrein. Rayachrein is when the, the Bezin says to the guy, you have any other proof to whatever your case is, and he exhausted all of the evidence, but he, he says all of them, he said, nope, I have nothing else. So the Bezin made a ruling, and a few days later, he comes with witnesses that he found. Whether we trust him that these witnesses are, you know, didn't come up with a new story, or whether this is actually real. <clears throat> and so in these cases here, we do not pass in like Rav Shem Okay, we'll uh, continue with Shem tomorrow morning.